that's what I want is I want my men obsessed with my women. I don't want them to have any question that they want this girl. SJ Tilly is this week's guest and boy, is this a doozy. SJ was always an avid reader, but she gravitated towards writers like Stephen King and Dean Koontz, but it was a J.D. Robb book given to her by her librarian mom that turned her into a romance fan. SJ and I both read outside of romance and love more suspenseful genres. SJ gravitates towards assassins. I love crime fiction. So it was really lovely to discuss how with writing romance, we actually have to trust that the emotional journey of our characters is enough to sustain the story sustain the story. We also admit that writing strictly within the tropes is hard and neither of us feel like we're terribly successful at it. And we both have a big admission, big, about reading books with a lot of sex scenes. SJ also co-hosts with Kat Wynn, who was our last guest, the Tall, Dark, and Fictional podcast, which is a really great show where they do deep dives into writing and marketing romance. You should go listen to it um, when you're done listening to this. I love this conversation with SJ and think you will too. I need to have her back. Y'all know I love doing this podcast, but it definitely costs money. So to offset it, um, I'd really love it if you'd check out my affiliates. This week it's Pro Writing Aid. This is the AI editor I use before sending my book off to my human editor. It's surprisingly good, although it does not replace my human editor, not by a long shot, but it catches my bad writing habits, passive voice, overused words, unclear sentence structure, so I can correct them before shipping it off, which saves my editor time and saves me money. Go to elgreco.rocks forward slash aid to try it for free and also help the podcast. And now here's SJ Tilly. S.J. Tilly is a contemporary romance author who lives and bases all of her books in Minnesota. When she's not busy writing, editing, or otherwise stressing herself to death over her books, she's spending time with her husband and their three rescue boxers. And when she's had enough of them, you can find her elbow deep in compost in her gardens. Welcome, S.J. to Steam Scenes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm super excited. I feel like, okay, so like, so when before, oh, listeners who do not know this, um, before I have guests on, I send a list of questions and I try to keep it like to 10 because I feel like <laughs> when you go above 10, like it's a little, it's a little daunting, you know, and some of them are always like sort of very general. I ask it of everybody. Um, although even ask it of everybody, I don't even ask questions. Like I don't follow the script, <laughs> like I'll veer off. Um, but you know, I, so I have some sort of standard questions and then I have like some more particular questions. I was, I was like, I was like, I'm sending her too many questions. I had so much to say. <laughs> like, I feel like I have so much to say to you and talk to you about. I'm here for it. I'm here okay, for great. It. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. So, um, just to sort of set this up, you only started publishing last year, correct? That is correct, um, which didn't happen necessarily by plan. It was me not knowing what I'm doing. Uh, and <laughs> which so, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, which is a common theme in my life is I'm just stumbling through one day to the next, hoping for the best. Okay, so to, to back up a second, so when so you have these books and you you released a bunch of them last year it was like five or six right yeah yeah okay I did. when did you start writing them 
Okay, so this is where my brain stops working is timelines. But I started writing, I think, 2019. Um, and this, I spent a lot of time on the road with my boring ass day job and I'd sit there and daydream. And so I started thinking of this outline and lo and behold, that was sleep kitten. So one night I just like sat down and I'm like, I'm just going to write this. And so I wrote it and then I tried to get an agent cause I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the fuck self-publishing was. We can swear, right? Yeah. We're swearing. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh, there's okay. a lot of, yeah, there's, right. there's okay. salty language. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Perfect. I assumed as much, but then I was like, oh shit. Okay. Um, so, but I couldn't get an agent. No one wanted my book, you know? And so I just kept writing. And then I had five completed books. I had the three sin, three sleep books, two sin books, and I didn't know what the fuck to do with them. And then it would have been November of 2020, I think. I like won an auction for a mini mentorship with Jamin Eve, who's also an amazing romance author, um, does a lot more uh, paranormal romance okay. some she does a lot of co-writes with tate james she's based over in australia anywho she's amazing so she mentored me and basically was like bitch publish these one month one book at a month five months in a row just get them out there oh, and oh i was wondering why because you did do that yeah. that's technically what you did was rapid release right right and i didn't even know that had a name so that would have been so yeah it was end of 2020 i won the auction she she was like moving and then i met with her in january just like you know over the phone and then march 1st was mr sin i did march april may june july and then i wrote another book and then published that one in the very end of october so yeah Amazing. i had six books last year which is not the expectation i want to set for my readers it's <laughs> <laughs> like a one-off yeah it's <laughs> never going to be repeated ever yeah so, so did you come to writing almost by accident or was this something that you always wanted to do you were doing when you were a kid and then like you know everybody tells you well writers don't make money <laughs> what are you talking I, about you want to be a writer you know right well, so I've always enjoyed storytelling. I've always liked writing. Um, you know, I do a shout out to like my fourth grade teacher in my first book. Um, Cause like she would let me, you know, sneak out of English class to go write stories in the library. But that's Aww. where it, like, <laughs> you know, she was great. Mrs. Watson, I love you. Um, but that's where it ended. You know, like I never, I never thought about it. Like it wasn't ever something I thought I should do or really considered you know, and then just one night I was like, just started writing it. And I like emailed it to my mom that night. I'm like, Hey, look what I'm doing. And she's like, you're writing a book. I, go, I guess so. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, mean, I, did. I, I can't quite parse like the, 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 the voice, your mom's voice there. Like, I can't tell if that's like, like this sort of like, Oh, how fabulous, honey. Or if it's like, Oh, you're writing a Oh. it's probably somewhere in the middle yeah okay. so and my mom okay my mom is super supportive she's a librarian she's Aww. like and so she's all about the book life she gave me my first romance book which i know was one of the questions that we can talk about but so okay my writing style which totally weirds some people out and you've read one of my spicy scenes um so every night when i finish writing i email my manuscript to my mom and i've done this since book one and so Even even the whole the whole fucking thing so she the next morning because she gets up early i stay up late she opens it she has her coffee and she reads it and then she'll send me her edits so then that way it makes it easier when i actually go through to edit because now i've been cleaning it up as i go um but so, so the your very mom first... is kind of your first pass 
Yeah. So like, I didn't even know like what a beta or alpha reader was, you know, I still don't really understand, but my mom is that for me. And I have one other friend that gets my copies as I go. Um, But the very first time I had to send her, it's a finger bang scene in Sleek Kitten. And (laughs) I like write it and I'm like getting ready to send her the email. And I just like, I got a little drunk. And then I just wrote LOL and then I just sent it to her. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, how like did you agonize over hitting send at that point? I don't know how I, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was awkward, you know. And then like the next scene, you know, bumped it up, you know. But now so Smokey Darling, not the scene I gave you, but there's one later that's I'd say the filthiest scene I've ever written. And I was okay, like, I have oh. to, I'm getting this book. When we're, like, yeah. I'm totally one clicking this book. <laughs> because I thought, okay, so I was going to save this, but I might as well say it at the beginning because this is the hook. Mm-hmm. This is the spiciest scene I think I've read on Steam Scenes. Yes. <laughs> I think you've done it. Yay. Oh my God. I think you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the tame one in this book. So. And this is the tame one. And that's why I'm like, holy shit, there's one spicier than this? Like, I seriously, my cheeks were on fire when I was, like, reading this to myself in my oh, head, amazing. quiet. So I don't know what's going to happen when I yeah. when I actually have to read it out loud. So, <laughs> Well, you know, as you continue writing books, you got to change it up. You got to think of something different. And this guy, you know, Beckett in this book, he's a little filthy, you know, so it, you know, his scenes are filthy. (laughs) It's a a good classic small town romance, you know, that's (laughs) with a lot of filth, (laughs) which is what every small town really needs. Come on. So were you always a romance reader? No. So that's where um, I've always been a reader. Right. And I I didn't really know the romance genre. And like, I read a ton of like Stephen King. Dean Koontz was like my fucking jam in college. Mm. Um, read the shit out of that. You know, grew up on like Goosebumps, whatever, you know. But so after college, I did the classic move into my mom's basement, you know, fully <laughs> degreed and nothing to fucking do. And so she would like give me books. I don't even know where she got this one because this wasn't a library book. It was a paperback copy. And it was Naked in Death by jd robb which is nora roberts alter ego and that series is amazing um it has held up i think that first book was like in 1995 was published there are now like i kid you not like 54 books in this series it's insane um but it was my first romance book and it was actually too it's like romantic suspense and i i know you had kind of talked about that Mm -hmm. um because she's like a detective he's like a billionaire bad boy you know from the wrong side of the tracks whatever but that was like my first taste in it because I've always loved the suspense, the thrillers, even now still, I there's like a few like assassin novel series that like I, I'm obsessed with, but it kind of combined that with romance. And as we all know, right. Your listeners, everyone like romance is, it's more than just the hot steamy times. It's the relationship. It's that, you know, that growth. And right. so that was my introduction to it. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is amazing. And that was before eBooks were a thing then, um, but kind of new, and I was still like, oh, I'm not gonna do an ebook, I want paperbacks, yeah. you know. <laughs> I want and so I'd buy them book. like, <laughs> right? I'd buy them like five at a time because they're like six dollars a paperback on Amazon for these, you know, because they're like the mass produced. She's obviously pub- traditionally published. Um, but yeah, that was really my, my start into it. And then once I got a Kindle, everything changed, you know, like right. just the, the availability, and you're like, oh shit, there's like thousands of amazing options here 
Yeah, it almost it, it's it's almost like too like sometimes I'll just sort yeah you, know, you do like the doom scrolling like I'm I'm yeah. like I'm like that on Amazon where I just can't make my choice. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I don't watch TV anymore. Like on Netflix, I will like oh I'm gonna eat something. Let me watch something, and then the entire time I'm like eating, I'm just trying to find something to watch, and then I'm done, and I'm like, well, okay, that was fucking dumb. Yeah, I do like... the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna have dinner and watch TV, but I'm eating dinner yeah. and trying to find something to watch, yeah. and then I'm like, ah, oh, guess I'll go to bed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guess it's over. So, and that's where like finding authors you love is great, you know, because then you can binge them and like, and with the algorithm that can work for or against you, but then it's like, oh, you like this, so read this, and you're like, okay, and then you go down a rabbit hole. And me personally, I read every subgenre for the most part like i love historical romance i'm currently listening to like a highlander one i love paranormal romance i love contemporary i love dark i love sweet i think think, and i think that this is like i think romance readers read across the genres i have never i don't think i've met one reader who said oh no 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 i only read regency yeah do you know what i I know some do you really because i I know i haven't met any anyone I think the ones that I know, though, too, are like, I only read contemporary, but I also think that they haven't tried the other ones, you know, or like they're just not interested in the paranormal because they maybe have preconceived notions of it or something when I'm like, look, like, it's so broad, like, you can't possibly know that you I mean there's like there's I saw somewhere because someone you know people are bashing romance all the fucking time oh it's yeah as hell. It's, it's their and, favorite thing to do yeah right right <laughs> and I saw something somewhere where someone like counted out all the subgenres and like tropes and whatever that are available in romance so when someone's like I don't like romance and I think it was like 420 subgenres or something like that that's a lot of subgenres. yeah <laughs> holy shit <laughs> right and I mean some of them got really specific but so it's like you know I don't like this it's like what no this is too broad you can't not not like all this yeah i mean i mean that's i think that's the great thing about romance like there's a flavor for everybody mm-hmm. you know and just you know it's fun i oh so i took this um a sex and relationship and intimacy coaching class to help me write my steamy scenes Ooh, so interesting i'm a bit of a professional now <laughs> um when when we were doing the whole get to know you with the class thing right like there was this person who was you know and i was like oh i write romance this person came forward and and they were like oh yeah you know i tried to read romance during the pandemic but i like read a few books and i just couldn't believe like what they what these books were promoting in terms like in terms of, I don't even know what they were talking uh, about like it was just like this real like and I douchey just, answer oh, yeah. it was totally douchey and it was really yeah. kind of passive aggressive yeah 100%. And this person, you know and this person is from the kink world like I was not expecting this right what? because they do yeah. like a lot of BDSM work and kink work and like so I'm just kind of like you know sitting there at my computer looking at this comment and I'm like, I guess you just haven't found your flavor and, you know, right. we don't yuck on someone's yum because, you know, romance readers span like the gamut. Like you just probably just didn't find the right books for you or something like that. But I'm, sure. I was like super surprised and I was kind of, and that just has sort of stuck with me because here I am in this program that is obviously very sex forward and right. you know and usually that sort of criticism for romance is like well it's just porn 
right. for a women. Super conservative person that's saying yeah. that, not like someone in the kink community. That's not super somebody bizarre. in the kink. I was yeah. not expecting somebody in the. And then I was kind of sure. like, I get maybe because there is a lot of like more. I mean, depending what you're reading, but there is a lot of vanilla sex. It can be kind of heteronormative. But oh, for sure. But, but again, like there are, but there's still there's plenty of, but there's plenty of other stuff there. There's plenty of kink. There's plenty of you know, male uh, male. There's plenty of trans. There's plenty. You just need to look for it. Yeah, like you said. I mean, there's a book for everything, and I know. And I'm sure you've gotten this question, and I know I've talked about it in other like interviews, podcasts, or whatever. Where it's like, as soon as I started writing, the people in my life, because I told everyone I knew, because I, I wanted people to buy my books. I'm like, no one but my friends are going to buy this, so I'm going to tell everyone to buy it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm writing romance, and like so many people are like, oh, is that like Fifty Shades of Grey? And I'm like, oh my god, like yes, that is a romance book, but if that's the only basis you have, then you need to read more. You know, it's like. Yeah these people that that's the only exposure they've ever had and especially someone because i know people in the king community that have read that book and hate it you know because it's yeah. it's not like it's accurate not to whatever it's yeah yeah it's not yeah. it's not yeah yeah right. <laughs> right and like and so i could see someone like that if that's all they read and they're like oh i don't get into this it's like that's one book that's one series like and love it or hate it i don't care like i know a lot of people that love it that's great you know like and it introduced people to romance so like i appreciate mm-hmm. what it did for the community as far as that goes like making more people aware of it but then it's like when someone asks you that or someone tries to compare something to that you're like okay guys like there's like thousands if not millions of books in this umbrella it's the biggest selling genre worldwide romances it's a billion dollar industry it's it's like a multi-billion dollar industry yeah and i I do think that a lot of the vitriol is because you know for the most part and i again for the most part there are plenty of romance readers that are men but Mm -hmm. mostly women it's mostly women and it's mostly women writing for women and so i think that there is this sort of yeah, you know, there is there is an attitude, and you get it from women, you get it from men, you get it from you. You know, it's not it's not necessarily sort of you know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's female empowerment is what yeah. you know, like yeah. And you see that, and it's like too, and like the men, and like this is where you know and we were talking before we started recording, right? Like about book talk, and like you see like these stupid men on tiktok that are like bashing lady porn and whatever else and it's like dude just because you can't give a woman an orgasm doesn't mean you need to shit on romance you know like (laughs) you're just pissed that the expectation now is that she's gonna actually fucking enjoy herself for once like imagine that right imagine that like i mean when you look at some of these studies that are done like just as like the society as a whole and they're like you know like 60 percent of women don't experience orgasms during sex and you're like the fuck is that yeah. What relationship are you in? Like, yeah. Yep. Right. And so, but these women read these books and they're like, oh, wait. And obviously, like, you know, some of these scenes are exaggerated and like we have bad backs and knees and whatever, you know, this shit's not going to happen in real life. But like, <laughs> you can still enjoy yourself. <laughs> like, I mean, right? <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think, what is this? Like, there was something, I don't even remember the statistic, but like X amount of men, like, don't eat percentage of men like don't even know what the clitoris is for they think women oh, yeah. only orgasm through penetration and it's something like i don't know only like 10 percent of women can actually orgasm through penetration right. like, yeah it's like there it's it's kind of wild how little we know about right. and it's sex it's edu- education and even like you know even something there was something recently and we're getting way off on a, the weeds here but like 
some woman had like a, a medical thing that she was like dealing with and like they found it like there's been so little like even just like medical research mm-hmm. into like female anatomy you know yeah. where it's like we've studied the dick to death like but we can't do that you know and it's just like so again it's like women are not the forefront here but they are in romance and so that scares people when yeah. like really we're just trying to like get ours you know <laughs> like and enjoy ourselves and like and that's part of the books too like we just want to enjoy ourselves some people do it for you know different things but really who cares why someone reads it like there's no need to shit on it i mean Have you fun. know yeah i mean i guess I, I think the one thing that is sort of always really important to sort of recognize too that i think people don't get it like they really don't get it is that you know a fan fantasy that and this is some form mm-hmm. of fantasy for women it is so important for everybody to have that and to have that sort of active fantasy life and you can get it through books and you can get it through films and you can get it you know i don't necessarily think like straight male porn is the best place to get it but hey you can get it that way too you know um and so i think that it just you know it it really i don't know it's just not very it's 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 very short-sighted for people to be so dismissive of of a whole genre that has some beautiful i mean and really truly beautiful writing but you know absolutely right and that's like and there's it's a safe space to explore some of these kinks like there are books and like shit that i've read in books and i'm like this is amazing i never want to do this in person but i absolutely (laughs) want to read about this you know like or you know if you're in a monogamous relationship you're not gonna be able to have your reverse harem you know but i can read it all day long like (laughs) you know right And, and it's also the unrealistic expectation like when was the last time you had like some action hero like how many people has james bond slept with right and how many times have we seen him sleeping with people in movies and no one cares about that so it's like but then it's like this book they're like oh it's a book about sex you're like no it's about characters and they happen to have sex just like they do in your fucking movies but somehow it's different now you know like it's just the hypocrisy people are so fucking hypocritical it is true (laughs) it is true there's a lot of hypocrisy there it's so funny what was that i think it was like the jack reacher book lee child's jack reacher book yeah yeah I think in that one, I only read the first one and I'm trying to remember, but I think that he does have uh, sex with a woman in it, but it's really funny because it's like a fade to black, but very awkward. Yeah. Oh, I've read a bunch. Of, I've read a bunch of those. Yeah. 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 There was like, there's one book further down the line. I remember where there was actually like a semi-graphic sex scene and this was before I got into romance and I was like, oh shit, what is this? Like... You know, and it's like in there too, like some of these assassin series. I so Orphan X by Greg Hurwitz is an amazing fucking series, and I love it so much. And whatever, it's it's super great. And there's a few scenes with sex in there throughout, like the six or seven books that he has, but they're like fade to black. And I get it. And it's like he doesn't want to write that. That's not what the book's about. But it's also like you get some really graphic murder, you know. Like, <laughs> And so it's like, I mean, some of the shit he does to kill people, you're just like, oh my God. And then it's like, but it's like we're a disembowelment or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's intense. It's not for the faint of heart. But then, yeah, like, oh, but we're going to fade to black for this missionary style that they're going to have here, you know? Like, <laughs> because we can't handle that, you know? Right. Right. You're like, okay. Oh, my pearls. Oh, yeah. my pearls. <laughs> but also murder him. Yeah. You know, like, in the worst way possible. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, Riddick. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think I, you know, I think that they're also missing something because so much character work comes through the intimate scenes for my characters Absolutely. anyway, I, you know, and I, I mean, maybe it's because of romance, but I don't because of the genre we're writing in with romance, but, but I don't feel like it needs to only be for romance. I do feel like certain, like that romantic entangle, entanglement can push characterization forward whether you're writing a mystery whether you're writing a thriller whether you know there there are a thousand ways you can you can work with character and have like a little bit of steam in your book and not be writing romance absolutely i mean it's it's human nature it's relationships like that's what it is right and that's in every book unless you're doing like you know castaway and he's by himself like well even then even then he's gonna gotta entertain himself somehow even then i mean what's the (laughs) wilson right i mean (laughs) a hole in that ball let's see what happens (laughs) sorry (laughs) okay um i want to jump back for a second because you were like saying you're on the road you were bored you're like outlining your first book um Mm -hmm. when did you so you have an outline and when were you like you know i think i want to sit down and write this thing so i i am absolutely an outliner and i waited until i had like my outline done okay and so i don't linear linearly i don't oh my god words i'm not i'm not a wordsmith okay so i don't go in a linear like line as i'm outlining um but i need to have it finished or mostly finished before i start writing because my anxiety can't deal with like the people that just start writing i know a lot of people do that um so i think i had most almost all the outline done and every book i have starts with like a single scene and it's not necessarily the opening scene but it's just like you know like that one idea and then you're like okay but who are these people where'd they come from blah 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 outline done um and then from there it was oh well i think this person's actually gonna have their own book and so that wasn't intended to be a series but it became one and that's kind of how all my books are now is I have these little series that, you know, it's like, well, I'm just going to write this, but then this character needs one. And then this character needs one. And so you never wrote, like, you don't necessarily write a, you like, I know some writers plan out their series. Like they're like, I'm going to do a book for this person. This, for this, 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 this. I, I, I did that with the rockstar series with three books, envisioning it as a trilogy. And then I was like, Oh, but then I think I need to do this. Right. Oh, but then I think, it, you know, so it just kind of expanded beyond that. But I know people who are like, it's going to be a seven book series. And the, and I'm like, how do, yeah, you, do, I how don't, do you think it had like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how people do that. And that's like some of these major series, especially when they're people that don't plot. They're like, I just write and see what happens. I'm like, well, how the fuck do you not just get completely lost? I don't understand that. But so I write like again, like Sleek Kitten was supposed to just be the first one. So that's my hockey rom-com series each they're all my books are independent or interconnected standalone. Right. So it's a different couple, each book they tie in together, but you could absolutely pick up any one of them and read it without knowing the other ones and you'd be fine. I prefer you read them in order, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> People are like, just pick up number three. I'm like, start at one, you asshole. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, so like, and so that one was just that one, but then like I had a character that was originally going to come in and be a bitch, but then she actually ended up becoming friends with the main character. And I'm like, okay, well then she gets a book. And as I was writing that one, I knew, I knew I wanted the second one. So books two and three in that series have overlapping timelines. So you see the same scene multiple times in both books, or you see the same scene in both books multiple, like, yeah. So there's like, and then that's when you're like, oh shit, that's what's going on. Like, you know, it's kind I love that. I love when other people do that. And I knew I wanted to do that. Um, I I actually want to do that too, but I'm just, I don't know why I don't. I think it's because I'm like, it's, it's a little too overwhelming. 
for me. It's, so I'm it's a bit like, much. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm like, I'd love to do that. And then I'm like, oh my God. And then I have yeah. a panic attack and I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. <laughs> this is where my outlines come in, you know? Okay. And, like, <laughs> and as I was writing book three, I had book two open next to me. Cause then I'm like, you have to get the exact lines right. You know? Cause it's <sighs> like, this is the yeah. same bowling alley scene. No, it's from a different person's perspective. And so copy, paste, copy, paste. And luckily I hadn't published yet. Cause this was the thing too. I just wrote them all. So then I was able to be like, actually, I want to change that line in this one where if you've already published something, you can't do that. Right. Like, right, right, right. So it worked out a little in my favor for that instance. I don't know if I'll have any overlapping things more, but like that was just going to be a trilogy, but then there's another character. I'm like, ah, fuck. Okay. I, I have an idea for him. So he has a fourth. And that was the same thing with the sin books. Well, actually, that was just going to be two. That's romantic suspense. Because um, the third book, the main character's name is John, which also happens to be my husband's name, which is the brother of the female lead in book one. And he was never supposed to have his own book. So that's why I gave him John. Because it's super weird to write, like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody so, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I just... I needed a name. So I'm like, well, I'm never going to use John as a main character name. So I'll, I'll do that here. You know? And then I was like, ah, eh, shit. Yeah. And then as I was writing John's story, there was a new side character I needed to add. And then, like, now I love him. So now he's getting a fourth book. But I'm stopping those at four. You are. 99% sure. I'm pretty sure. How yeah, come? I should. How, do well, you just feel like it's done? Or are you just like, ah... Eh. A couple reasons is I don't want it to get out of control um, because I love, there are so many series that I love that are like six, eight books long. That one I was telling you about that is like 50 books in it. Right. Yeah. But it also, sometimes that's daunting for readers because then it's like, I want to read this, but it's too many books. How do yeah. I, you know? Yeah. And I have an idea for like a spinoff series kind of thing. It's not really a spinoff. It'll be like, there's a prequel I want to write for a character who's older. So that would take you way back. And then that would allow for another series that would be kind of in the same stem of romantic suspense. And I have that very vaguely outlined so far. Um, so that's where I want to stop that. And same with the, the sleep books, the hockey books. I have another, you're hearing it first here. I have another sports series I want to write that I have a very brief outline for three books for that. Oh, wow. Um and by brief, I mean like four sentences for each book. And I'm like, this is what I want it to be about. <laughs> um, and book four of the sleet will tie those together. So I, I, I got plans, um, but okay. then it will be separate series. Yeah. Okay. This is actually making me feel better because this is generally okay. <laughs> like this generally sort of what I have mapped out. Like the Rockstar series isn't going anywhere anytime soon because every time I think I'm going to end it, like I'm like, oh no, but I need to do this. Right. Um, but yeah. I have two spin spinoff series in mind. One of them is actually one of them is not really a spinoff. It's but it's a small town, but it's a tie in. Nice. So yeah. because I'm bringing one of the characters from Los Angeles world to this small town, this is where Love that it. person grew up. That's so, awesome. so there's a tie in, but it's not necessarily a spin off. Right. But I love but, that. I like, know. It's those it's Easter nice. eggs. It's that same yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I have another one in mind specifically that's a spinoff that will have like other characters coming in and out. That's going to be, you know, the, the rock star characters coming in and out that's going to be set in L.A. but is not necessarily going to be rock star. So so I'm like, I totally get what you're talking about. And I just like writing it because it's nice to keep your characters in your world. Right. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Well, yeah. and that's where like I love authors that do like those little tiny Easter eggs. I know Pippa Grant does it really well. Mariana Zapata, who I'm like fucking obsessed with. Um, and like having the same world so all my books are in the same world 
um, and they will be for the foreseeable future. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then that way you can do like, so in book two of the sin series, like, which is the suspense, they go to a hockey game and it's the sleep. And if you pay really close attention, she gets the tickets from the main character's mom from the first book, you know, like, so it's like little, it wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't matter if you didn't notice, you know, like it doesn't make one bit of difference to the plot, but it's kind of something fun. Um, And I did drop a teaser in Smokey Darling for a holiday novella I plan to write that you will not even understand what that teaser is until that book comes out. So those are kind of, that's the shit I love to do that no one can appreciate because no one knows that it's there, (laughs) but I know it's there and I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. So when Mm. you were writing the first book and you know, it's right, did you know, were you like, it's going to be steamy, there's no way I'm going to close the door or was that something you were kind of grappling with? Oh, I knew it was going to be steamy. Yeah. I, I was all for it. Um, And by that point I had... So, like, from when I got my first romance novel to when I started writing, there was years that went by in there. And hundreds upon thousands of books. Like, before I started writing, I was one of those people, like, the book talk bookstagrammers that we see that, like, read three to four books a week. Like, that was me. You know, I did that. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like you just binge read a book a day. Um, I can't do that anymore because I got got too much shit in my brain. Um. (laughs) And I got it right. But like, so I've, I read the gambit on, on romance books from like super steamy to like the different Kings to whatever. So I knew, I knew what I wanted anyways, but I also was well aware of the genre by this point to be like, this isn't too far. And I definitely, Mm -hmm. I definitely started Tamer. It's also rom-com, you know, so it's like, it's rom-com, but it's steamy. Um, But it's not, you know, like the romantic suspense. Some of those were a little more, you know, like make me sort of <laughs> vibe. Uh, you know, you can play with different vibes with different different genres. Okay, all right. I, I was kind of curious about that because I feel like with romantic suspense, it's a. I don't know if you want to say it's a little hotter, but sometimes when I read romantic suspense, I always feel like it's a. There, it's it just feels higher stakes. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, and it's it's high energy. People die. People die in my suspense books. You know, and in most of them. And so there's, there's actual like life or death. Whereas, you know, like my rom-com series, it's like shit happens. I hope you cry, you know, but like, you're not going to ever be worried about someone's life, you know? Right. So like, so then when they're having their sexy times, like, yeah, there can still be like high heat, high angst, but it's a different level. It's not like the, oh my God, I thought you were dead. Now I'm going to maul you. Like, you know, there's... It's a different feel. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. There's a totally like I. I just feel like sometimes when I read romantic suspense, the the heat level is higher, but I don't necessarily think it's it's the heat level that's higher. It's just that the stakes are higher. Yeah, it's the overall. Yeah, the overall tone where it's just yeah, everything's a little more intense as it's supposed to be. You know, like right, right. I'm just different. Do you prefer romantic? Like, do you prefer writing one over the other, or 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 does one come easier to you? You know, it, I don't have a good answer for that. So I, I love writing both funny scenes and like, if I'm going to go with like feedback, I get more feedback from people on like my comedic scenes. 
Okay. Um, like people being like, I last my ass off at that. Like that's hilarious. You know, whatever. Um, I really, really enjoy writing the suspense parts. Like the end of each book, there's some sort of climax, you know, some sort of dangerous thing, but that's too, I grew up like obsessed with like these assassin and, you know, whatever sort of, sort of books where I'm like, I love that shit. (laughs) So to be able to combine my love for romance with my love for like thriller, you know, I, I very much enjoy that. Yeah, see, but I, I don't. No one's ever messed with me to be like, "Oh, I love that shootout scene." You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best shootout scene ever. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, started, I think they're cool. <laughs> I started an urban fantasy, so like that. Mm-hmm. That and I, I, I love that, and I love you know choreographing fight scenes. Yeah, and like, you know, and like I, like I live for that. And that when I was writing in urban fantasy, it was like the, those are my favorite things to write, and I they're miss fun. It. And it's been uh, the transition to writing romance, and I struggle with this every single book I write, is trusting that the emotions that the characters are having are enough to drive the plot. Like, I, right. I will, I'll be the first one to be like, and then a bomb. And then it's like, right. well, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, no, yeah. there is no bomb. Take the bomb out, you know? No, you're you're absolutely right. And I have never thought of it that way, but it's totally true where it's like you people think people think of like rom-com or light hearted romance where it's like, oh, that's easy. But it, you're right. Like it, it takes way more, not necessarily way more character depth. I like to think all my characters have the same depth, but like the focus is strictly on the characters and their issues and their problems. And like you really have to fucking nail that. So it's not boring yeah. or dragging yeah. as opposed to like, yeah, like someone tried to kill me. Now I'm on the run. Like that's so that's a whole excitement on their own, whether or not you like the people, you know. Right, like, right. I think it's easier, honestly, I find it easier to write the high octane stuff and keep it going rather than slowing it down and letting and letting the characters almost be and letting them evolve. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I so Miss Sin was the last suspense one I wrote. Um well, there is a little bit of a suspense in Smokey Darling. Um there is. But but Miss Sin is like a full suspense book and kind of in the middle, like, you know, something happens, he's recovering and they're just like chilling for a while, like in her house, you know? And so it's like, how do I keep it, keep it entertaining? You know, cause now it's just them. Now we're back to like the different genre where it's just like them hanging out and talking, right. you know, like you gotta, yeah, you gotta nail it. Did I? I don't know. But I tried. Like, <laughs> so so okay so you knew you're gonna write steamy straight was it easy for you to write the first sex scene or were you sort of were you sort of like oh i i i yeah you know like i enjoyed it i liked it i think it went well and by that point um i was a little ways into the book so that some people have called that book a slow burn and everyone has Mm. their own taste on that i'd say it's like 30 40 percent in okay um which for me, slow burn, like I think, again, Mariana Zapata, who I love, and hers are like 500 page books and like the steam doesn't happen to like 95%. Like that's a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but whatever, you call it whatever you want. Um, I got I, I got a little drunk when I wrote it, you know, because that helped. And that was me being like, well, inhibitions be gone. Let's just see how this goes. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it should have been more difficult, but... Okay, so you had you had to have a little help there, though, with the like, yeah. drunk. Do you always have to get a little drunk when you're, or are you good now? You're like, okay, I, no, no, I've yeah, that it. was I'm like, okay. I mean, it's it's fun to do it that way. There's nothing. I mean, 
yeah, it definitely, definitely will still imbibe. If my characters are drunk in my book, there's a good chance I was drinking while I was writing it. Cause I like that's to get excellent. in, I like to be method writer, you know, like. <laughs> that's excellent. I think I'm too old for that now. That's how I used to write. And now I'm just like, oh, the next morning I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. what did you just do? <laughs> Fix well, all that. Fine, yeah. There's a fine line. It's like a drink. Cause otherwise, yeah. Then it's like, you're not writing. You're just like. Tap on your keys. Yeah, Tap on the key. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so um, 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 um. Oh, just I just I just lost the plot for a second. So, Smoky Darling, mm-hmm. you said this like your filthiest book yet. Yeah, I think so. And the readers that have read it so far agree. Um, and some people haven't read my other books. They just started on this one. Um, so surprise. <laughs> did you mean uh, for it to be that filthy or was that, it? did it just happen? Um, it just happened. So it was never, I mean, it was, it's, it's one of those books that like, you know, when people are like, where are the tropes? And I'm like trying to figure it out. Cause it's like, there is a bit of suspense, but that's right. a very small amount. And that's kind of a surprise. Sorry, spoiler. Um, and then, you know, it's like the small town, there's an age gap. It's brother's best friend's older brother. So it's not just brother's best friend. Cause there's more of an age gap and it's childhood crush, but it's not second chance, you know, cause he was eight years older when she was a kid. So it's not that. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, I, like I knew there was going to, like, obviously I knew it was going to be steamy, but the part that it got dirty, like the, it, it's kind of a angry sex punishment, sex sort of thing. Like he gets okay. pissed about something that she's doing that's unsafe for herself. And so he takes it out on her in a very fun manner for everybody. (laughs) Um, But that one, like, so we do, I do like writing sprints with like a group of author friends. um, And they, you know, we share our plots as we're writing to get some feedback. And so they knew that scene. Um, And so when I, and they all know my, I send my shit to my mom every night. Right. So they're like, Oh my God, you got to tell us what your mom says about this. So I email it to her the next day. She sends me back. And she'll text me, you know, and it'll be like, page this, paragraph this, like, you're missing an E, you're missing a comma, you know, whatever. Right. And so she just sends back that with, like, no comment whatsoever. And so I reply, I'm like, oh, my friends are kind of bummed. They thought you were going to say something. I guess you must be, you know, pretty desensitized. And she's like, all caps, desensitized? I don't know what the fuck to say. And she's like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I was expecting. All right. <laughs> but she liked it. <laughs> there are no words. There are no yeah. words. <laughs> she still recommends it to the old ladies that come into her library. And like, she's, she's, she's a good fangirl. Like she's gotten me some good. She's in small town. Wisconsin is where she lives. And she's like gotten a bunch of the local, the local ladies to, to read all my books. That's great. excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. I know my, my 80 year old cousin, you know, like the, you know, yes. another third cousin where you're always like, isn't that your aunt? It's like, should be right. a cousin. Um, right. She, when I wrote the book, um, her, her son's girlfriend, now wife, they, they were over and she was like, Oh, we all got to get your book and do a reading club. And I was like, I don't <laughs> think that's a good idea. <laughs> And my cousin was like, "What's a great idea?" And my cousin was like, "Why?" And I was like, "It's a little spicy." And she goes, "At my age, we need some spice." I was like, "Okay, (laughs) that's amazing." I was like, "Okay, go for it." So I mean, I was like, "All right." And she has kids, right? Like, they all they all got made somehow. Well, my my it's my mom's aunt, so my great aunt or whatever, and she's in her eighties, and she read 
she's read all of my books. Um, but she read the first one and then sent me a text and said, you know, I loved it. I was going to tell you I loved it either way, but I actually did love it. Aww. And thank you for not using the term throbbing member. Oh. <laughs> she must have read a few of that then. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the, the back in the day, to, you know, and I was like, you're welcome. And thank you. <laughs> well, since you wrote something so steamy, I'm, I wanted to ask you, because this is a question I'm posing to TikTok soon, um, mm-hmm. if I ever get the balls to do it. Um, do it. What makes a book a five chili pepper read? I have no fucking idea. Okay. Because like I, so I, I'd say this is my steamiest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had people give it like three, three chili peppers. I, is, I think it's what out of five. I've seen one mm-hmm. for four. I've seen someone else give like one of my other books, like a, a two. And I'm like, what? Like, so I don't know if it's quantity because like, these are plenty graphic. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Right? They are plenty of, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. This is plenty graphic. I think this one, there's a scene you have, there's the one I'm thinking of. There's another one too. I think there's four graphic scenes in this book, you know, like, so what does it take to be a five? If you just have nothing but, but sex scenes, Right. Does it require threesomes? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. And that's to like, this is where that whole rating system, I would love for you to ask this on TikTok and see people's answers because the whole rating system drives me bonkers because you get people that are like, Oh my God, I loved your book. It's the best thing I've ever read. Four stars. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. and then I've seen people do the same thing and then they're like, loved it. It was so great. I would definitely recommend this three stars. And you're like, what? Yeah, you know, so you're like, okay, I don't fucking know. Well, I think that every, I think the star system is different. And sometimes I think like people are always like, if you get three stars on Goodreads, that's a good thing. So I don't know (laughs) if these are people that are like Goodreads people that are like, I loved it, three stars. And you're like, wah, wah. Or (laughs) so it's like, but it's like by, you know, Goodreads, three stars is an excellent thing. I I don't know. I don't, like, I honestly don't know. And and I know my last book, people were like, three chili peppers or three and a half chili peppers and i was like but how do i get to five what's yeah. the half pepper is the half pepper blowjob like where'd that come from I'm what is like, this how do i get to five and i don't know if right. it's like because i don't know that i have is it possible a lot like i think maybe i average three sex scenes a book which is normal like i'd say that's a good that a good normal? amount I, you know yeah. and i don't know like i'm like should i have more should i do well, it? It depends. Like I've had two, three, two, I've had, how, I don't know, whatever. I've had a couple books that start on one night stands. So you're getting sex like in the first couple chapters in those scenarios. And then there's more obviously, but then there's other ones where it doesn't start in one night stands. So you're not going to get it for a little while, right. you know, and you're going to be 30, 40, 50, 60 pages in like, and you're just not going to be able to get that many scenes, you know? So it's right. like, I don't know. It's definitely, I mean, it's all personal preference too. And like what people are like, you know, someone recently did Sleek Kitten, like that, that book kind of blew up for me, which was great. And then I saw like, you know, some comments on different TikTok videos are like, well, is it spicy? I don't like spicy. And she's like, well, I don't know what you qualify as spicy. Right. You know, like, like, right, right. So I guess you can flip through the pages if you don't like it. (laughs) So, okay. Um, see, and that's the thing, right? Because there are, authors that I love and read and reread and reread and reread but this particular one and I'm not calling her out because I love her book so I don't want to complain but she has so many sex scenes that I skip them oh I've encountered that which is like 
it's surprising for me because obviously I love that. But you're right. There's there's a point where you're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> like it's like I'm kind of like y'all are just fucking a fuck at this. Point. Like you right. know what I mean? Like there's nothing there. Like we already know that you're having these feelings or whatever. You know. Right. And so so I just want to move on with the story. We don't need to be in bed, and you don't need to be flipped sixteen times like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Hello, grilled cheese is delicious. (laughs) Well, and that's, well, I was just having this conversation with Kat Wynn because we did, you know, talking, because she has a book coming out. And so we were talking about sex and books because, you know, she's gotten different feedback too because it was like some people are like, oh, there's too much sex in here or they're like, it's just the right amount. And it's like, as long as it works with the plot and furthers the plot, like you can have sex as many times as you want if there's some sort of character development going or some sort of relationship development going. Sometimes it's just good to have a hot scene. But there is a point where like, because I've read some recently too where it's like, okay, so they've had sex six times on this weekend. That's great. But like... We don't need to see it every time. Right. What happens next? Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, okay. Yeah. So and I think that too is where you're like, I don't mind coming across this, but then you're talking about people that are picking up a romance book for the first time and they're like, oh, let me see what this is all about. And you're like, oh, I hope that's not what you pick up first unless that's your jam, you know? Right. And obviously, like, I love Jessica Kane. Like, her novellas, I love them. And they're just sex. I mean, it's like minimal plot, insta love, insta everything. But I read that knowing that that's what I'm getting. Right. You know? I mean, that's fine. Like, that's where I go with, like, like Selena Kitt, although sometimes she has a little bit more story behind her, you know, but some of mm-hmm. her books don't. Some of her books are, like, pure erotica. Right. There you go. And so right. you know that that's what you're going to get. Right. Right. Um, which is great when that's what you want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so and I should also mention that you and Kat were talking about that on your Tall, Dark, and Fictional podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> which is a great podcast, by the way. Thank um, you. I really have been enjoying it. Um, you guys are really good together, too. Thank you. And we're going to have you on. And obviously, it's going to be a shit ton of fun. I know. That's um, going to be wild. That's gonna podcasts be wild. are just fun. Do They're you enjoy doing it? I do. And I also do because I have no responsibility with it. Um, you so just show the- up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kat, Kat started it um, with her friend Beatrix. And so the two of them were on it. I was a guest on their podcast. Um, and then Kat kind of started those writers friends. So there's like a handful of us that she's had on the podcast or just friends that she's known from other writer groups that will get on a couple times a week and just do like a Zoom call. And like we normally spend like an an hour to two just like bullshitting and then like we like you know turn off our cameras and mute ourselves and like write for half an hour and come back and chat whatever um but then so Beatrix had to step away from the pod and she asked me if I'd like to co-host and I was like hell yeah I love listening to myself talk I'll gladly <laughs> do that <laughs> so so I've you know and then I was able to pull some of like friends I've made from the community on so we've like interviewed a handful of authors recently we have a book talker coming up that we're going to talk to next next week or whenever oh, this fun. airs that we're going to talk to, you know. Um, but so I don't have to do any of the promotional or the editing. Like Kat does all of that. I literally just show up and fuck around. And it's so she's chasing down guests and because and I have to say that's like really time consuming, particularly like if they're guests that you um, like you really want, which is why I love it when I'm like done and I'll be like, Hey, do you have anybody else you think uh, might right. do this? And I get like the recommendation is like great yeah. because otherwise I'm out there sort of like, you know, I aming people on IG and I think they're probably like, you know, I, and I <laughs> say it's like cold calling. Everybody slams the door. <laughs> 
Well, I was going to say, the people we've asked so far, I've had a few people, like, I have one friend who's like, I would, but she's like, I hate, like, she's like, I have such stage fright, I can't. She's like, Uh it was anything else, even just like, I'm like, we can do it without cameras. She's like, even then, I can't. You know, but, like, other people have been really receptive to it, and we've done, like, a variety of authors, and then talking to some um like i said like book talkers so it's just you know it's fun and so that was when as soon as she asked me to come on like i reached out to like all my friends and then like and our schedule has been a little crazy and i was like okay i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to do that to us like i will slow down <laughs> i'm gonna let these all kind of go through our schedule and then we'll look again in june and like restart booking people because i yeah yeah, you got to kind of flow with it. Like, yeah. you know, you got to shut yeah. off booking for a little while and then open it up. And then, and I tend, I don't know how you guys work, but I tend to book out far in advance because I'm always worried that I'm never going to have another guest again. And so, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? So I make sure I have a lot banked, you know? <laughs> well, that's what I was like, oh, I'll get a whole bunch. And then now I'm like, we're doing like, you know, one a week or sometimes it's two a week. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, now we're already out to like end of May. And I'm like, ah, okay, now I need to just wait and like look at it again. But of course, not we May next week because. Where does time go? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I need to read your steamy scene. Um, yes, and I went and I was like looking at your Amazon reviews because you have so many. It's only been out for like not even a week or a week. Like no, seven days. A week today. A week yeah. today. And I yeah. love that. Like, like one of the. I love this one for this review. Just like grabbed it. <laughs> Beckett was so dreamy, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I so, so everyone like he is dreamy, even though he's like kind of seems a little douchey in this scene. Yeah, this scene is not necessary. Well, no, it's uh, accurate. Yeah, I mean, he's like, it was weird because I was kind of reading it. And I was like, is he a little douchey? And I'm like, yeah, he's a little douchey, but I kind of get why yeah. he's a little douchey. But like, you know, he's anyway, on, it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> also high emotions at this point because some other shit has happened, you know, like, but he's definitely behind closed doors. He's different than what you see elsewhere. Okay. Or behind so- closed tent flaps because, you know, this is a campaign scene. Okay, yeah. So, set this up for us. Where where, okay. where are we in the book? What what's the what's the what's going on here? So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of backtrack to the beginning. So the, this book starts out there again. It's an eight year eight year age gap between Eloise and Beckett, and it opens up age seven Eloise, a kickball game. Someone's mean to her. Beckett comes in and saves the day, and she oh. falls in love with him. Right oh, there. I love that. That's so cute. I love that right. you showed them when they were kids. <laughs> but so he's fifteen, she's seven. Obviously, he's like you know this is his his brother's best friend's little sister, you know, so it's, that's how it, how it goes. Um, so then you see, you see her at seven, you see her at her, at her eighth birthday, you see her at 15, you see her at 18, all making a fool of herself in front of her crush back at, like, oh, I you love know, that. and we can all relate, right? Like, it's just like, <laughs> so, so cringe. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, poor Eloise has all these cringe moments leading yeah. up to this big, moment yeah. that we're about and there's, to read <laughs> yeah and there's one scene and like and cat called me out she's like i don't think a 15 year old would wear that you know because it's like at a christmas party i'm like bitch i wore that like oh! this is accurate because <laughs> 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 she's like that seems childish i'm like no this is this is legit plus this is small town minnesota you know like so so we see that and then after 18 then we then we jump ahead she's 30 she's 30 she's a teacher in her hometown and she's on a spring break camping trip and if you know anything about minnesota you know that spring break is still cold as fuck um and like there was like a mix-up they're supposed to be in cabins now they're in tents she's fucking miserable she's been there like there's a whole scene of her trying to like put on leggings and a sports bra like after getting out of the shower and she's like still damp and like 
that's the worst right i I did that this morning and that (laughs) is the worst yes the worst that's the scene i've gotten the most feedback on in the entire book was that scene like people are just like i like it's i live that every morning yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so this so she goes through that and then she like walks out and they're like oh we have like a survivalist expert who's coming in to like help us out and it's beckett and so she hasn't seen him in 12 years now he's back and now she's growing up and now he you know and now he's so like, is, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the first night, you know, he, like, brings her some extra blankets because she's super ill-prepared. She has, like, her brother's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sleeping bag from the 90s. With oh. her, like... <laughs> so she's not outdoorsy is what no, you're saying. <laughs> no, she was not ready for this. She's got, like, a bottle of vodka stash in her tent. Uh, and then this is him coming in that that second night to help keep her warm more oh excellent so they've just reconnected basically like this is sort of like this is their their first yeah i I mean not the the first time they're seeing each other but close to it right right yeah so they'll yeah they'll have they spent like the day before together some shit happens you know whatever and then now this is like their second night there together but they're again in a campsite surrounded by people so hence trying to stay quiet right okay um and then from there she goes back to her teacher job she doesn't know why he's in town and you know and this is still the beginning quarter of the book oh okay so we're only we're not even like 25 percent in at this point it might be around somewhere around around there there. yeah i don't all right i don't know i can't remember excellent (laughs) somewhere (laughs) all right i'm just gonna start reading um yes i I have i actually have like way long chunks but this one's this one's kind of brief so okay good Get ready. (laughs) His eyes stay locked on my chest as he exhales. Then he reaches back and turns off the lantern, darkness settling between us. No one else sees you, Beckett whispers. Not even a silhouette. My eyes haven't had time to adjust to the sudden change, so I can't see him, but I can hear him as he moves closer. The thin mattress beneath me shifts as he climbs onto it. And no one hears you. His words brush against my skin. He's so close now. The blanket over my bottom half gets pushed away, and one of Beckett's thighs presses its way between mine. I open my legs for him, the heat of him seeping into my every pore. Not a single sound. His lips brush against my cheek, and I squeeze my eyes shut. Not a single moan. His breath feathers over my neck. Not even the smallest groan. His open mouth presses just below my ear. Not a peep, Eloise. Uh-oh. okay <laughs> no idea why but i was like oh that's sexy as fuck yes. and there's really nothing happening between them right. yet right like right. it was just like the the promise of it you know and i think it was like that last paragraph not a single sound not a single moan not a groan like and i was just like oh get out the fan like holy shit Oh, yay. That was so much fun to listen to. <laughs> and then y'all, it gets dirty. I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets he keeps his word. dirty. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. I'm actually going to keep going. Um, I, so I'm dropping down a bit. This is going to be long. So everybody settle in. My senses are instantly overloaded. Our first kiss. The heat of his palm pressing against my nipple. His fingers gripping the soft flesh the feel of his mouth moving against mine lips tongue his mouth slants one way and i move the other deepening the kiss a kiss i dreamt about so many times growing up but even my dreams don't come close 
My hands reach up and grip his hair, his chocolatey locks soft, contrasting the feeling of his scratchy beard rubbing against the sensitive skin next to my mouth. This isn't the Beckett I was infatuated with as a girl. This is man Beckett, and he's so much better. When his tongue swipes into my mouth again, I let my lips close around it, sucking it into my mouth. I can feel the rumble of approval rolling around in his chest. Pulling back from our kiss, Beckett lowers his head and sucks one of my nipples into his mouth, nipping at it with his teeth, flicking it with his tongue. I can feel everything, and I'm about to burst. He switches breasts, pulling my other nipple into his mouth, but when he uses his fingers to pinch my other peak, I can't stop the moan that leaves me. He he stops, lifting off me completely. No, Beckett, wait, I'm panting, but I can't let him stop now. I might die. He removes his thigh from between mine, but he doesn't go far. Kneeling next to me, Beckett rolls me onto my side, facing away from him. Before I can ask him what he's doing, he lays down behind me and hooks an arm around my waist, pulling me back until I'm flush against his front. He's the big to my little spoon. With a few adjustments, he gets one arm under my head like a pillow, and the other splays across my stomach. My tank top is bunched under my breasts, so all that's left separating us are his boxer briefs and my thin sleep pants. I arch into him, and his grip on my middle tightens. Keep that ass still, Smokey, or I'm gonna fuck it. I can't help it. His words are setting me on fire, and we're leaving in the morning, and I don't even know if I'll see him again after this, and I don't even know if he's talking about doggy style or actually fucking me in the ass, but I find I don't care. I'm so far gone, he could talk me into trying just about anything right now. Ignoring his warning, I grind back against him. This time, he is the one to groan. Do you know what you're doing? He shifts his hips, and I feel the full length of him pressing against me. Do you understand where this is going? I understand, my back arches, and I'm not some little virgin anymore, Beckett. The arm under my head bends, and I'm hauled higher up against his chest. His hand grips the front of my neck. Not hard, but enough to show who's in control. Who took it? He bites out. What? I try to turn my head back back to look at him, but his grip tightens, keeping me in place. Who took this sweet little cherry from me? The hand around my waist is suddenly between the legs, cupping my pussy over the material of my pants. His hips flex, and he thrusts his cock against my ass. My thoughts are sizzling, but they keep sparking on the same word. Yours? Mine. In a flash, his hand is inside my pants, finding me bare. He groans into my hair, his fingers sliding against my slit, my wetness instantly coating his hand. One finger presses into me just an inch, and I hold my breath. You're always too young for me, too innocent. The finger pulls out, then pushes back in. Too fucking young, but not anymore. A second finger joins the first. Now give me your name. Uh, Give me a name. Sorry, he knows her name. (laughs) I lift my top leg and hook it back over his hip, opening myself for his use. Name? I'm entirely lost to the climax that's building rapidly inside me. A name, babe. Now. His fingers dip in and out, in and out. Tim, it was Tim, I stutter, squirming against his touch. Teeth scrape against my earlobe. That's the last time you ever say that name. The hand on my throat slowly slides up my neck. Now remember, you promised to stay quiet for me. Oh my God! What the was that? Crazy! All right, I'm sort of, I'm curious, like, there was this whole thing with like the name and Tim and there's so much leading up for there. Why was it important for him to know that? 
Because he is a possessive bastard. Also, I need to say, it's so hard not to laugh the entire time you're reading that. Like, I know. Isn't it great? Now imagine if like, I made you read it. Right. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, sitting here, like, smiling like an idiot alone in my room. Like That's, why we're, not- <laughs> That's why we're not on video. <laughs> that makes that makes a lot more sense now yeah well and like so okay here's a snippet and i hope this doesn't ruin it but like originally i was going to have that person who took her virginity come into play in this book like that was going but it doesn't it doesn't so part of the thing because there's so many different time time jumps and scenes like because this is camping scene there's a bunch of characters and then she goes and she works at school and then she has a friend and then the parents are involved and the siblings there was too many fucking people in this book Mm. like and so it became a big fear of mine that i was gonna have too many people there's gonna be too many names um but i wanted him to want to know a name just in case i think maybe for him it was like he might have he, he wanted to know who it was in case he knew who that person was. Uh, but he never asked for a last name, but he just wants, wants confirmation of who this was. Um, but yeah, but then I, I did have an idea to at one point have like that guy come back in, but then I was like, yeah, I don't need that mess. Um, so I took that idea out, <laughs> but that's and what originally so, sparked it. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. And that's sort of interesting to hear about that. Cause I know like, you know, I have issues with plotting, right? I mean, yeah. it's like I, I struggle with plot. I don't, I don't, I outline sort of, I don't think it's as extensive as you. I have a general idea of the story sort of like hitting the high points. And mm-hmm. then because I don't trust, you know, because I don't trust the emotional conflicts to drive the story, I will either insert something that is totally ridiculous <laughs> and doesn't need to be there or I will introduce more and more obstacles for them and then it yeah. just gets to be like I'm just in the weeds with it right like, <laughs> like you know right. I'm yeah. dropping plot everywhere because I forgot where I was and like you know so, yeah so I think I, I kind of I feel I feel so much I feel seen right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and I forgot I was even gonna do that until you asked that question because there's a scene later at a school play where I was gonna have that guy I was gonna have this virginity taker there but then I was like eh, I don't want the other man drama I'm not trying to get into that and then there was too many names already and then it was just like but I still liked it in that scene. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, that's the thing. Like it works. Like, honestly, like it doesn't matter that like Tim is just Tim and who cares? Like, yeah, like it just, it absolutely works. And I think that it builds him as a character, right? That he is going to be a little bit possessive. He's going to be, he's a you know, he's very forceful. He's very, you know, he's in charge. Yeah. I don't know. They're just, they really did set this moment up in a, and that character up in so many ways. So it's kind of a happy accident. Thank you. Well, really? and I, I love my my over the top, jealous, possessive alpha males. Like that's what I write. They all are to different degrees of insanity. You know, like how do you get to that point? I I don't I I have a hard time writing them, and mine can mine tend to be more beta e and like and I and I'd love to write an alpha, but it doesn't. I don't think I can do it. I just can't help myself. <laughs> it's, it's all I know. It's all I want. It's all I like, you know, like, and, and I, I mean, I get some feedback, you know, and like with Miss Sin, when I wrote it, he's probably the most deranged, you know, John, which fits. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, like, 
And, you know, as I was going through my editor at the time and she's like, Ooh, you got, you got a whole bunch of red flags in here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm aware, you know, like in real life, this guy, you know, he's a, he's a walking red flag. Um, but he does it just on the side of like, all right, I'm cool with this, you know? Okay. And I think that, and that's just, I mean, that's just my style. It's what I like. They're all, you know, and I've had some people describe this book as insta love, um, even though, you know, it takes place 20 20 years, 23 years after the opening of the book, um, which I'm okay with. Cause like, that's, that's what I want is I want my men obsessed with my women. I don't want them to have any question that they want this girl. You know, they right. might not know from the get go that they want to marry her, you know, like it's like, but they're like, at least they want to pursue this. Right. And that's just, that's what I like. So if, if someone listening has not read any of my books, you can expect that from every single one of mine. <laughs> it's, just, it's what I do. <laughs> Well, that's excellent. Like, and I like, you know, and I like that that that's the thing that readers are going to expect from you. So you can actually write in all the different subgenres because you still have that, that sort of calling card that this, like the readers know what they're going to get. It just might be a slightly different story. Right. And that's like, you know, when I think of the scenes that people, you know, either use in like their TikTok videos or message me about, you know, it's always those like possessive scene so there was you know i'm gonna go back to sleek kitten because that one you know this past weekend did very well and that's all because someone on tiktok made a tiktok video about sleek kitten and it's one of those like you know 10 second long videos but it's just like had like two little mini paragraphs talking about the scene where it's like there's a kiss cam scenario and it's on her and the guy sitting next to her and the guy sitting next to her is trying to get her to kiss him, even though she's there because she's dating the hockey player. Um, and so the camera keeps coming back to them and everyone's like, kiss, kiss, you know, but they're not going to because she's like, I don't know this dude. And then Jackson, my main character, hockey player, you know, slams his helmet against the the glass and is like, back the fuck off. You know? <gasps> oh, my God. So that that's sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's my favorite scene in the book. I mean, that's what started the whole book was because I wanted to do something with a kiss cam. Um, but so that, I mean, it was literally, she just like, it was like four sentences of that. And that's what put that book at number 13 in the Kindle store, you know, was that TikTok video. That I was funny, cause, crazy. Cause like, yeah. like I was like, when I looked like the other night, it was like, you were in the top 100. And I was like, yeah. how the fuck did she get there? Someone and it was TikTok? TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Someone who I now follow and I've sent her some books and I've sent her some thank yous and I've like, you know, replied, replied to all the comments. But like, I wasn't following her before. She found my book, did a TikTok. She has like a, I think like 13,000 followers, which is good. But I mean, some of these people have hundreds, you know. Yeah. But that video had been viewed 400,000 times since it went up. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, it went. And thankfully, my readers are so much better than I am because I never know these things. Um, I have like a reader group on Facebook and I woke up one morning. It was like the day after my launch of Smokey Darling. So I'm like all excited about the Smokey Darling launch. And then like I see like my Kindle Unlimited pages have fucking blown up. And I'm like, oh, damn, people are reading Smokey. And I'm like, oh, no, they're not. They're reading Kitten. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, wow. So one of my readers posted a screenshot in my beanbag facebook group and she's like look at this you know slate kitten at number 13 i'm like what the fuck so then i was what it stayed in the top 100 for three days which is crazy well congratulations Um, that's amazing i need to spend more time on tiktok although i don't think i'm writing tiktok books then it sounds like they all really like the (laughs) 
Well, they, they like that like domineering alpha male and that's not my guys well they like the sex scenes too you know well and and two like so all of my female leads are curvy um and mm-hmm. i had another another tiktok video that someone else made none of these are mine none of mine have gone viral um but someone did it for miss sin uh christy from we between read between the the wines um and that one went went crazy too and that that book hopped in the top 100 i think it made it was like number 87 for a day which again tiktok it gets insane like as an indie author like we're out here on our own we're trying uh you know we're doing our best and so this is a time when readers have pulled through and made all the difference in the world yeah amazing okay i've got one i mean i don't want to say a little bit so like gird your loins because it's a little bit long again but and this is like this is like you were still going yeah this is like turn up the air conditioning yeah like because this is this is crazy this was this is okay so this moment i think and y'all can like email me later l at lgreco.rocks and let me know if i'm right i think this is the steamiest bit i've ever read on steam and i've read bdsm i've read (laughs) trans romance i've read male male this this is it this is it okay i hope i can do this (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i need to mute myself i'm just gonna start laughing (laughs) his fingers slowly slide out of my pussy you want to suck my cock babe you want to swallow me down I nod again, knowing I won't be fully sated until he joins me over the cliff. Fuck. His movements become frantic as he untangles himself from me. Come here. Wet fingers grip my shoulder and roll me onto my back. My eyes have adjusted to the dark, so I know what's coming when he lowers his head and licks across my nipples. My hands claw at his sides, but his dick is out of reach. Beckett lifts his head to look me in the eye. Fuck, Smokey, you sure? I want it. My voice still shaky from my release, but I can hear the certainty. I try to push up onto my elbows, but he flattens his hand at the bottom of my neck and pushes me back down. Stay. He shuffles around, removing his boxer briefs. Then he's crawling over me, straddling my chest. Open up, babe. The tip of his dick presses against my lips and I open, eagerly taking him in. Fuck, he whispers. My fingers grip the outside of his thighs. Keeping my lips closed around his dick, I run my tongue up and down the underside of his head, flicking against that sensitive spot. Fucking hell, his hips start to move. I hum, taking him deeper. Beckett lets out another soft curse. Then he leans forward, placing his hands on the ground above my head. On all fours, he pumps his hip, burying himself deeper down my throat. Shit, another thrust. Fuck, babe, I'm so close out and in i tip my head back as much as i can his hips working above me as he fucks my mouth his words are labored i'm so fucking close i use my tongue to stroke the length of him high on the satisfaction i feel at being the one to please him i'm gonna come he whispers warning me but i don't pull away i suck harder get ready babe a hand grips the hair at the top of my head holding me still as he pumps into me one last time exploding Overwhelmed with lust, I swallow around his length, taking everything he gives me. <laughs> like, oh, you're okay. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even just the position, like, I'm like, oh, what if they do it doggy style and think I'm being all like, <laughs> <just> like 
<laughs> I was like proud of myself, you know, for that one in the last book, you know. <laughs> like I didn't even think of this. Like, <laughs> like this is like, well, oh my god, you can do that. Of course you can. I mean, <laughs> you got to get creative while you're camping, man. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like holy crap. I I am a fan of the face fuck. I mean, you'll see it in a couple of my books. It's it's a good time. And it's a good time fictionally because some people don't enjoy that IRL, but it doesn't matter because you don't have to actually deal with breathing, you know, when you're reading a book. So Right, right. <laughs> it just was like, I think it's the first time. I mean, obviously I've read oral sex in books but this was like right. the first time where he's like sitting on her face essentially yeah yeah that's a, this was a first for me too i i've always kind of wanted to to write this in and this seemed like the right time so that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you oh my god that was amazing well <laughs> 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 And they need it, you know, they didn't come prepared for sex. No one has condoms. I try to be safe in most of my books. I, I mean, whatever. But like, so they had to be creative. Yeah, they had to be creative. So it worked. Amazing. Yeah. This is- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I'm going to say it again. L at lgreco.rocks. Let me know if that was indeed the steamiest scene that we've had here on Steam Scenes. I feel like it is. So what do you have next? What's what's next? Because you just released this book. What's uh, what's coming up? I also want to say before I tell you what's next is I am very much looking forward to sharing this episode all over the place like I do with like any podcast I'm on because this one's going to be hilarious to make people listen to. <laughs> I want your mom to listen. Yeah. Oh, she will. She will. <laughs> I feel like I should Sorry, have your mom, mom on. Like, I want to be like, so tell me, how do you feel about that? She would honestly like love that shit. That's hilarious. Um, so what's next? So Smokey Darling came out last Friday. I think as of last night, I'm 47 pages into the next Darling book. Okay. Um, so I'm writing that one. This is a, a three book series. Um, in theory, that's I have three planned. Um. But so I'm writing this book. I have plans to write a holiday novella as long as I get my shit together and get that done on time. Um, and then next year, it will either be the third Darling book or the fourth Sin book or the fourth Sleep book. It depends which outline finishes first. That's how I, as I finish my outlines, I write my stories. So, and I, it drives, like, I understand it now because previous to writing it would drive me freaking crazy when i love an author and they have a series and then they're releasing books that aren't in that series i'm like what are you doing finish the fucking series you know yeah but i'm like now i get it because like you don't know the plot yet <laughs> you know right because so. <laughs> you're working out the- well i mean also i mean in fair like i think you know i thought that you had brought up a really great point which is why i did a, a transition to writing small town for my next book and starting the small town series that's been in my head for a while because you know i'm book five in my rockstar series i'm getting to that point where it's going to be daunting for new readers right because even though they're standalones even though you can pick it up at any point you know it's probably better to read an order like they all are but you can just mm-hmm. read it no big deal you can read in the middle but i still think they see all those books and they're like oh shit you know right. and so i want right. to give an i want to have another option you know 
Absolutely. And it, like, it helps when they are standalones. Cause I know some series, like some of my favorite series are not standalones, you know, like you have to read yeah. them in order and that's, that makes it super hard. But even as standalones, um, like, like I, we, you know, when that Miss Sin book kind of had the, had its day, that's book three. And like, people just read that one, which is great, but there's like a scene in the end of that book where all the guys get together for like this big thing. And it's, it's funny, but it's better if you actually know who the fuck they are. Right. You know? Like, <laughs> so it's like people enjoyed that, even though they're like, they don't know who these guys are, but I'm like, ah, oh, it's so much better if you knew, you know? So, you, so had, it's... you had this TikTok success with this book, you know, do, are you seeing spillover of people picking up the other books in the series? Yeah. So okay. it's, it's, I've noticed, okay, so I've noticed a, a difference with the with the Sleet Kitten book because that that's the one that, that went off recently and that's the first in the series. And you can watch, for anyone that doesn't know, right, like Kindle Unlimited, I can watch my pages read as the day goes. I can see which books are read and I can see that people are reading Sleet Kitten, Sleet Sugar, Sleet Banshee, like, because that's the three books. And so I can see that it's going through the series because those pages are kicking up and kicking up. Um, but when Miss Sin went crazy, Miss Sin blew up and then it just kind of tapered down because it was book three. So like, I would hope that it would entice people to go back to one and read it. And some people did. And Mr. Sin was my most read book up until yesterday. As of now, Sleek Kitten has kicked past it by a couple hundred thousand pages. But like, so that, that was new because that was, which is great for me. Like any book you read is, is great for me. Um. But it definitely worked that the book that blew up was like the first in the series because then it's easier to be like, buy the next book, next book. Whereas with Miss Sin, people are like, oh, I want the next book. But I'm like, yeah, go read the first two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Try the first two. Like, you like those yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't started writing the fourth book yet. And I don't know when I will. So that's, yeah, I think I have like 11 outlines started. Wow. So, so do you work, do you work on the outlines all at once or are you like one outline, one outline, one outline? I work on the outlines all at once. Um, and sometimes too, like the other day, I can't remember what, what it was, but I thought of something like, Ooh, that'd be a fun scene in a book. And then I like scroll through my list of outlines. I'm like, which book should this go into? <laughs> Cause I'm like, I want the scene, but it doesn't, you know? And so, so I have them all going at once. And then obviously one takes over in my brain. Like originally yeah. I was going to start writing the Christmas novella right after Smokey Darling so that I would have it done and I wouldn't have to worry about trying to cram it in before the holidays, which is what I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> but by the time I got done with Smokey Darling, like this story, the the Darling book two was just like, it was like the outline was done. It's in my brain, this character. I love this character. I've wanted to write this book the whole fucking time I was writing Smokey Darling. I'm like, I just want to be done so I can write this one. Sound like I just got to do it. Like I, my brain wouldn't even focus on that other story. Right. So right. it's like whatever, whatever story is done, I need to write it. Okay. So that's, yeah. 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 And some of these outlines, when I say there's an outline, like, again, it's like, here's an idea. Here's four sentences that but, will eventually become a book. I don't know. Probably. And, maybe. So <laughs> when you're done with the outline, how long does it take you to actually draft the book? Um, I think it's an average of two months for the first draft, well, something pretty, like that. That's really good, actually. So that's I, really and this is where like my plotting, like when I have my outline, like I don't have every detail, but I have every scene. Right. And every once in a while, a new scene will pop up and I'm like, oh, I should add that. Um, but like all my notes, it's all in my notes app on my phone. <laughs> like, so you just kind of scroll through, I see where I'm at, you know, um, 
but yeah, so I do about a, about two months to write, give or take. And then once I finish, I do my one through edits. Um, because too, my mom's been editing as I go. Right, right. I write, pr- I, I don't write super fast at the time, but I write pretty clean. Like I okay. don't have to change much. Um, once like from my first draft from there, it's just, I normally add five to 10,000 words in my second draft, just oh, like wow. flesh out scenes, you know, okay. like, and then, then I give it to my mom again as a whole and she reads it and then gives me any of her edits and then it goes to my editor. So, okay. and that process is about another couple weeks. I mean, my mom can fly through it in like a week or so. And then the editor has a week. So. Wow. It's a pretty That's quick amazing. turnaround. That is a very fast turnaround. Yeah. That's a I mean, fast turnaround. <laughs> well, and like we were saying before we actually started this episode, like for this book that I'm writing, I'm going to try to work with a PR company for the release of this, which means I actually need to set a date, which is super stressful for me because I've never done that. I'm always just like, it's always taken me about this much time. Yeah. So this should work for a deadline. But then as soon as you write that down, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like you're like, now you're locked in. Yeah. And I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't work like that. There's too many moving parts in my life where I'm just like, I like one, one thing goes wrong and it's just going to spiral yeah. everything. Oh, so it's sure. just like, oh. I can't do it. I wish I could. It's absolutely going to happen to me. <laughs> this year's going to be a disaster. <laughs> well, and two, I was just doing last night. I'm like, okay, so I need to, I want to do that holiday novella, which means backtrack. When does that have to be done? When do I have to start? When does this? I'm like, okay, so I need to be done with this book by the end of July. Ugh. So I can start that. And I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, good writing. <laughs> yeah, I had a meeting with my editor the other day and she was like, and then you need to do a holiday novella. And I was like, fuck, I forgot about that. Right. So I'm like, well, you well, do. Yeah. Like, you do, right? So, because I, you know, going through and I was looking at December and I'm like, fuck, why is my December like my slowest month I've ever had since I started publishing? And one of my like friends who's like big in the book talk or bookstagram community, she's like, it's because you don't have a, a holiday novella because that's like, like the hardcore romance readers, like they spend like Thanksgiving to New Year's binge reading them. Christmas books yeah. or holiday books or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Yeah. I've never written a novella, so I have no idea how long this will be. Yeah, I, d- I did one. So I, <laughs> I did. I've done two. I don't. Uh, one was my, my urban fantasy and one is uh, a piece that I wrote for an anthology that's uh, that was a Kickstarter um, nice. that has yet to come out. Uh, it was for Kickstarter uh, stretch goal and that's still pending. But that was another urban fantasy ish that I had uh, in my head. But I think I might end up turning it to a paranormal romance series um, Ooh, because I should be able to twist uh, to twist the story um, because I miss I don't I so miss writing in that sort of magical fantasy monster world i love it i know here for it. i know and i get to get my fight scenes back yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> fight scenes some paranormal sex like let's do it yeah but that's sort of like you know that's like way down the road so i you know and it's actually really hard i find those the shorter books really really hard to write yeah i'm i'm super curious how long this actually turns out because that outline's done i'm finished with that outline i know exactly what's gonna happen yeah so which is good because like the which is why i'm like i need to i need to get the fuck on this book and like finish writing it even though i'm like uh, barely into it (laughs) so then i have time to do this one but and like the outline is shorter so obviously it'll be shorter but i don't know i don't know page length how long it'll be it's gonna be however long it is like i'm not gonna try to fit it into any sort of 
box constraint you know it has to be x number of pages fuck that whatever it'll be what it'll be because i think he he was like you know for the kickstarter anthology he was like yeah you know short story like maybe seven thousand words and i was like turning in twenty five thousand i'm like i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's short it's It's not a novel like (laughs) right Right? Yeah, I don't know. I, was like, I just tripled your printing costs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My bad. Break it up into three. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, like. But uh, he was really happy yeah. with it, so I was like, "Phew." Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm yeah, sorry. it's. I don't know how to plan for like a certain length. It, like magically, every other book I've written has like been within like twenty to thirty pages of each other. Like yeah. you know, which works. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, so, knock on wood, hopefully I get it done. <laughs> so you're on TikTok. Like, where where do you hang out online? Where can readers find you? So I am everywhere. I spend way too much time on social media. You can find me at Author. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I have a private Facebook reader group called the Beanbag Book Club. Beanbag is a coffee shop that you will see in several of my books throughout all my series. Um I do have a Twitter account. I don't fucking use it. Um, I Twitter, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do Twitter. I've like posted like five things. I'm like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just all over the place. Or you can just go to sjtilly.com and that'll bring you to all my different links. Um, but yeah, Perfect. I'm everywhere. Perfect. I and I will have all of these in the show notes um, for people who, who can just do a one click over. Yeah. SJ Tilly, thank you so much for doing this. This was super fun. It was fun. Thanks for having me. And for all your listeners, we're having LNRs on the Tall Dark Fictional podcast. I don't know when both of these are going to air. So like at some point, they'll both be on the air and then you can listen to us again. <laughs> I will be it's broadcasting be great. on social media when I'm on yours. And I will also be broadcasting this episode on social media too when it when it yes. goes out. So cool. It's Can't been wait. so much fun. Thank you for having me. It's been a great time. So we got into the weeds a bit, but damn, that was fun. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a rating or review. Like reviewing books, it helps with new listeners find the podcast. Next time, Joe McNally's on the steam seat, so be sure to turn in. We're talking about well-seasoned romance.